It's time for the Anted Podcast. Google fanboys who happen to be blind. A-N-T-A-D podcast at gmail.com with your questions and feedback. News, reviews, and your questions on the Anted Podcast. And welcome again, friends, to the Antad Podcast for this September 21st, 2019. This is our podcast number two. And today we are in studio, virtual studios, of course. I'm Warren Carr from the Northwest here in Washington State. I'm Michael from beautiful Oregon coast. I'm Ravi from India. Okay, usually we were expecting to have a, a full deck, and um, just like last week, we don't have a full house, but we have enough of a quorum to go ahead and start. So, um, last week we talked about the history of Android and, um, you know, the different phases that it went through, and, you know, um, starting with, you know, things like the alpha and beta, you know, which didn't come out until, you know, we had, um, you know, cupcake and donut, and then we have eclair and uh, froyo, gingerbread, honeycomb, which was only for the tablets. And of course, uh, the big revolutionary one was the ice cream, you know, when we first got the uh, uh, explore by touch. And then we have jelly bean the first time we were able to do the finger two finger hold down to um uh you know starting uh talk back upon first boot of a device you know new device or after factory reset as to the drawing of a rectangular uh image on ice cream and of course we went through kit kat and then um what was the next one after Kit Kat, guys? I'm, I'm lollipop. Lolli- oh, there you go, <laughs> lollipop. And then we had uh, what else did we have? Uh, <coughs> Wasn't it marshmallow? Marshmallow, thanks, Mike. <laughs> we had marshmallow, and then we had um, uh, nougat, no. right? Nougat, no. yeah. Then Oreo, and. Um, <coughs> The most current one that most uh, devices are running oh. on, which is the, uh, which is uh, uh, Pi, and um, you know, and then you know, for those on Pixels and devices certified for, um, you know, Android 10, which was going to be named Queen Cake, you know, so there we are, there we are, and so today we want to talk about other things that are coming up and. Um, I want to start, you know, by talking about some news item, and um, I don't know if it's official or not, but a few days ago, I noticed that one of the uh, most popular uh, TTS engines that most blind people like to use on Android phones, um, Eloquence from Code Factory, somehow unexplainably, you know, kind of missing from uh, the Play Store. And um, I have no clue as to what was going on. And I noticed that when I went to the Play Store 
and whether I tapped in, you know, eloquence, TTS engine, or went through the, um, the umbrella of the court factory, um, eloquence doesn't show up. You know, you know, if I go through court factory, all that shows up is, you know, mobile accessibility and um, uh, vocalizer. So I'm beginning to wonder if, you know, maybe um, Code Factory is doing something and is trying to change something about eloquence, um, or you know maybe, uh, you know uh, maybe there's been some piracy or whatever, and they're going to try to change whatever. I have no clue. What do you guys think? I'm keeping high hopes that we'll sh see it again in the near future. I'll be honest, I did not notice that it was gone until you said something uh, earlier today. And then I went and I jumped on my favorite search engine, Google, and I typed in Eloquence and I click on the Play Store link and it says it cannot be found. Uh, so it, it was very disappointing. Now, Warren, do you know any way to back up Eloquence? Because if you reformat your phone right now, I don't know that you can reinstall it. That is true. And, you know, um, good thing you mentioned that, you know, definitely one needs to use, um, you know, an APK extractor of their own choice. And But what I noticed is that if I use, like I use, um, um, you know, I have a, a few of the APK extractors or, you know, file managers, and, you know, some of them have the uh, play URL built into... Um, you know, whichever, um, you know, app you're trying to extract the APK. And I was able to, you know, then navigate to the Play Store, um, you know, um, using one of those, um, you know, file extractors. And then I saw the URL for, um, you know, Eloquence there. Now, I send that URL to someone. And, of course, like you said, Mike, they went to it and it says, cannot be found so I think that if you have it you kind of get grandfathered into it however you know I I strongly suggest backing it up just in case and then I don't know if it is permanent uh, permanently removed whether or not um, you know uh, the license would eventually go away or whatever and uh, but I don't know for sure. But I, I plan on reaching out to um, Code Factory after we finished, uh, you know, doing this podcast and see what's really going on. Because um, I think a lot of people are going to be pissed off. And most especially some people, um, you know, I got an email from someone who is from, um, you know, uh, jumping from... Uh, the, my favorite uh, Fruitvale iOS to Android, and what they want actually <laughs> was to was f to be able to use Eloquence, and it's such a disappointment if it's not there. It, it's a disappointment if it's not there. Well, we appreciate you bringing that to our attention. Hopefully, next week we'll have more information from Code Factory about that. I. I, yeah, like I install it. I use it every single day. Didn't even notice it was missing until you said something. So I'm glad to be aware of it. Thank you. So um, uh, we have Ravi, right, Ravi? Yes. Yes, I'm here. So 
uh, basically most of the times we have uh, you know like paid and purchased the app so it's a good way to back it up before maybe it returns or not we don't know anything but uh, thanks a lot that you brought it uh, you know like to the to our attention and everybody else because it's a good sign we'll back it up back it up as soon as possible thank you so i think that's that's yeah. it from that um news about eloquence you know which is unofficial um you know <laughs> but um like i said i'm <laughs> going to be reaching out to those guys and uh, uh you know next week we'll have a more meaningful thing to talk about so um any more new news items you guys want to talk about the only uh, other piece of news that I wanted to mention is that on Monday, wait, no, no, sorry. On Tuesday, October 15th at 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern. If any of you happen to be in New York City, I, I won't make it there, uh, but it looks like Google is hosting their annual event uh, with rumor. Uh, well, it's more than rumor now if you've seen their Twitter account, uh, but with announcements of the Pixel 4, Pixel 4 XL, and potentially a Pixel 4a. Uh, we'll see on October 15th if they release it then or if they wait until the spring again to release. Uh, I'm intrigued by the Pixel phone. I don't know that I'll upgrade my... I have a Pixel 3 XL. I don't know that I'll upgrade, but Face ID or an equivalency, I know it won't be called Face ID because Apple probably trademarked that term, but, uh, you know, an equivalency of Face ID is very intriguing to me, uh, and it kind of... I, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. What about you, Warren? Do you, do you guys have... Either of you have uh, any thoughts of what's coming up on this October 15th event? You know, uh, besides Google I.O., uh, this is probably one of the biggest events uh, for Google. Uh, you know, this is hardware. We're talking hardware here, and uh, we all look forward to, you know, seeing new things come up. And, uh, you know, we are all Google phone <laughs> fanboys. And, <laughs> and, and frankly, I think all the rumors, like you said, Mike, uh, that I've been hearing is that, you know, we're probably going to have four devices, four phones, you know, the regular uh, Pixel 4, Pixel 4 XL, the, the 4A and the 4A XL. Uh, now, frankly, um, if Google, you know, makes that move, I think they should. That would be great. It's going to give them a lot of, um, you know, uh, purchases. And usually yours uh, truly usually doesn't, I think I told of a story once upon a time, I think it was either the Pixel 2 or, or something like that. I went to, I was listening to, um, you know, the presentation, you know, the, the keynote, and as soon as it was released, I went into the, the Play Store, uh, the hardware store, and I got one, I put it in my uh, cart, then I removed it, then I put it back, then I removed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm like, oh gosh, it's $900. Do I want to do this? Because I'm one of those that really, uh, I'm not interested in like the best models, you know, like maybe a 64 gig or, you know, whatever. I always want the biggest storage I could find because I have too many uh, apps and I, I test uh, too many apps and I wouldn't want something with some puny storage so i you know and so a lot of the times i will wait till later on maybe a year later on and get yesterday's wine as i like to term those you know from yesteryears as uh, yesterday's wine and so um <laughs> you know but frankly uh, you know if there's uh, 
uh, Pixel A XL with 128 gig, uh, Pixel 4 uh, A XL with 128 gigs. Uh, probably I'm going to jump on it, and um, so maybe it's going to be a cheaper price comparing it to the um, uh, big Papa, the Pixel 4 XL. So I I do know that it looks like I'm doing a little bit of research while while we're talking here, and it looks like the event will be streamed on YouTube. So those who can't make it to New York will be able to watch it there. Um, it looks here like there is I don't know if you've heard of, heard this, Warren. I've heard rumors of it, but there are uh, potential abilities to control the phone with gestures, not even having to touch the screen, and that that's intriguing. Wonderful. That's right. And I think, you know, sometimes, you know, hearing things like this, you know, freaks people out. But um, frankly, I, I believe that, you know, Google is not going to introduce something that we cannot use. I, I don't know why I believe that, but I strongly believe that we will be able to, uh, you know, uh, use those gestures. And if, um, you know, if, if not, I believe there's going to be a toggle you know where we where one could either use those gestures or not use those gestures and some of the motions as i understand are only going to be available like in the u.s and canada or, or something like that you know for the time being you know it's it's all a mystery and we'll see how it all pans out but you know i am not one of those that is you know, um, afraid of, you know, the changes or something like yeah. that. I believe that uh, we will be fine with these uh, uh, gestures. And, you know, talking about gestures, you guys, you know, like all the uh, the new gestures in, you know, Android 10, um, you know, I, I went back. I'm one of those that went back to my old... <laughs> I mean, I love, <laughs> I love the new gestures. Um, you know, I could enable those and I used it for... Oh, maybe like, you know, um, for like a month. And, and you know, frankly, I went back because they got introduced with the last, um, you know, last two betas of Q. And I was just practicing, uh, practicing on those to get used to it. And then um, I noticed that, you know, um, sometimes it doesn't work for me all the time, most especially uh, trying to invoke the assistant because I... You know, if I were using the, um, you know, uh, either Pixel 2 or, or, or later, um, you know, I could just use the squeezing um, feature to invoke the, um, the assistant for, you know, um, you know uh, constant, you know, um, you know um, no fail, you know, um, activity. But I, you know, swiping from the side, you know, using my old uh, Pixel, um, some of the times it doesn't work. And so I, I, you know, scurried back, you know, after a month, I went back to my, you know, um, uh, you know, two button gestural navigation, you know, where I could, you know, swipe up, you know, uh, a little bit to, um, you know, uh, activate the, um, you know, whatever, you know, um, recent uh, apps. So, and I realized I'm not even the only one I, you know, I was listening to, you know, these guys on Android Police podcast and, you know, they said they've gone back to their old, you know, uh, three-button navigation. <laughs> so. I just realized today that I am back on three-button navigation and I thought it was because of the launcher I was using. And then I'm like, wait, no, I'm using the, the default Pixel launcher. And, yeah, I must have switched that back over to the three-button navigation without even thinking about it. Uh, 
Ravi, I, I think that's how you pronounce your name. What device are you using right now? I'm using Moto G6 Plus, which runs uh, uh, Android 9.0 Pi. Yeah. Perfect. Good. Perfect. So, I'm what launcher are you using? Uh, Ravi, are you using, um, you know, like maybe either the Hyperion or Rootless launcher, or you know, uh, one of those, or you're just using the stock uh, launcher, um, which would be what? What is it called now? Is it? It's not the Quick Step, is it? The Quick Step, or it's just a regular? I Earlier, uh, these phones, Moto phones gave us the Google Now launcher. But later, after Moto G5 Plus and G6 Plus, they are giving their own Moto launcher. So it's okay, perfect and comfortable. So right now I'm sticking with it. So I have to try new ones. Moto launcher is uh, somehow fine. It works good with the uh, usual uh, talkback shortcuts. It supports perfectly. So it's fine right now. That's good. And I Warren, think, you're on a Pixel XL3, is that correct? No, or are you I'm on two? Still, I'm still on the first gen. Oh, first gen, okay. Yes, yeah, so that's why I couldn't get the squeeze. You know, I'm not talking about, you know, the squeeze of, you know, squeezing, a, you know, the term, you know, <laughs> the old guys like us, you know, when we make reference to a girlfriend or a wife, you know, you got to squeeze or, you know, something. <laughs> now nah, that's not the kind of squeeze I'm talking about. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, because if I had the Pixel 2 or um, Pixel 3, of course, I could utilize the, the squeeze uh, function of squeezing the sides. Um, but, you know, frankly, uh, you know, I am too much of an El Cheapo. Um, and I don't like buying things that, you know, I pay monthly. I like to pay up front. Um, but, you know, if this um, 4 is really good, I could just get it, you know, and, and pay it, you know, um, you know, straight to Google, you know, they have up to 24 months, you know, no interest. And, and frankly, uh, you know, I should be able to pay that like in, you know, six months, seven months uh, max or something like that. So, yeah, I, I probably, you know, will, will be getting the, the, the Pixel 4. Um, but then, you know, I don't know, you know, buy Pixel 4 and then if it doesn't support 5G, and then next year, there's a new one that has uh, 5G, then I don't know. So these are some of the things that sometimes hold me back. And definitely, if it does not, you know, I probably am not going to, um, you know, maybe I'll just get the uh, 4A series. And, um, and you know, uh, so I could have the uh, next Android uh, version uh, OS update. Um, and then, you know, maybe next year, uh, get the whatever the five, but uh, my plan is to eventually get all of um, you know every phone from Google. You know, I mm. I so far you know have you know a, a, you know a few of them, and um, I want to get them into my museum. You know, I got the the you know HTC Dream, you know, you know uh, uh, T-Mobile G1. I have the um, uh, I don't have the Nexus X or Nexus One yet. Those are the ones I'm looking for, and mm. then I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, I have the Galaxy Nexus, uh, which is from Samsung. I have good old phone. Yeah, I got the <laughs> Nexus Four, Nexus Five, the Nexus Six. I got rid of my Six P, and I'm gonna get it again. Um, and you know, so and an update. I tried to. Um, you know, um, with my daughter, we try to enable accessibility on the, um, uh, the 
T-Mobile G1, which is the HTC Dream. And frankly, you know, it utilizes the Google market, and so it has a server error. So I can't, <laughs> you know, get uh, talk back on it or uh, Pico or Pico, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> kickback or whatever. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think I'm going to find those and just sideload those and see if that works. And if it does, then I will, I will bring it <laughs> up to the podcast when we have, um, you know, maybe hardware section or something like that. I will tell you from my personal experiences. So I have the Pixel 3 XL, uh, 64 gigabyte, and most of my data sta stored in the cloud. That's why I didn't go with the big behemoth one. Uh, and my wife has the AXL. And performance-wise, I'm kind of impressed that they're fairly comparable uh, to each other. So I think going, if Google on October 15th releases an A-line series for the four, that may be worth exploring especially with the lower price points i i think that sounds like a reasonable plan uh warren what's your favorite q feature or i'm sorry android 10 feature <laughs> <laughs> well you know we could still refer to it as q <laughs> well you know frankly i think that my most favorite um thing about android 10 you know the control that we didn't have before you know the first time i got the q preview um i was blown away i spent you know, like half an hour, you know, you know, all those control privacy controls that we didn't know, you know, all these apps were having our location access or whatever access that we'd never gave them. And so with the, uh, Android 10 or the Q preview at the time, you know, my eyes were open to it. And I think that is the most important, you know, feature for me with Android 10, uh, having control you know, over my privacy. And, you know, there are some apps that I say, okay, only allow this when um, the app is in use. But if you are not in use, don't do anything in the background. And I think Google finally nailed it and got it right. Yeah. And it's, it's my definitely my favorite. And I wish that every person would have a device that runs Android 10 and have full control of um, their stuff. I think that's my favorite. Awesome. Glad to hear that. Yeah. So that's, you know, thanks for that, you know, uh, you know, heads up of that, um, you know, uh, the uh, Google, um, you know, hardware device thing coming up, you know, uh, October the 15th. And you know what, you know, this October the 15th, I think Google should rethink, you know, if I were Google, I would be doing this thing in July. You know, because, you, you know, by now, you know, everybody has taken the thunder out. You know, you got the um, you know, Samsung has dropped their not uh, series and, you know, uh, Apple has dropped their, you know, their phones and, you know, um, and a lot of, you know, other manufacturers, you know, like OnePluses, you know, they've dropped some of their stuff. And it's just that time of year, I think Google should be doing this thing maybe like in, in July or, or something. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> so I kind of disagree. And the reason why that is, is because, so typically the new version of Android is released in late August-ish uh, from past uh, experiences. So if Google decided that they wanted to have their hardware event uh, in 
late August, early September, for say, or right after that release, or even right before, when they drop that new hardware, um, I, I don't want, okay, I'll call them out. So Apple apparently is having some accessibility issues with specifically Braille in their latest version of iOS 13. They're releasing iOS 13.1, and that's uh, something that's supposed to fix that. But the problem that they ran into, and I heard this from other podcasters too, is uh, the new iPhone 11, 11 Max, and 11 Max, whatever XL or whatever, the, the latest Max Pro or something. Yeah, let's um, max it they, out. Max it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they release uh, with iOS 13, which means they release with all those bugs uh, that, that may potentially be in that new operating system. Uh, how Google has it structured is potentially we could see another update to Android 10 before they even release their new devices in October. Therefore, people will be able to work out some of the bugs that come on the new devices. So I, I kind of, I understand where you're coming from, but I also like how Google is positioned because then they can work out some of those bugs before releasing them to the masses. That makes sense. You know, I wasn't even thinking of that, but yeah, because now though, you know, given the track record um, whereby we, you know, um, I think since um, Pi, you know, we had a series of like, you know, five or six betas before the final uh, released um, and Google has kept that track record you know last two whereby you know um, the final public one you know, gets uh, released in August so um, I think if Google could do it like in September you know they've never done it this late and I don't know what happened ah, okay. um, you know usually um, it's usually like maybe the first week of October or sometimes it's, in the past it, it was like um, mid-September to late uh, September and then you know um, early um, you know uh, October but you know never we've never seen it mid October but you know I, I totally agree that's that's a valid point um, but I think that you know at this point um, Google a lot of um, people have taken the market share you know people who are going to buy the, the Samsung's are not going to go out or who have purchased the Samsung are not going to go out and buy you know uh, a pixel again or whatever mm -hmm. um, uh, regardless of how incredible it may be but um, you know if you're a Google fan of course you what you wait for is that uh, Google phone to be announced and so a great idea you know uh, I think Google is doing it right Google is doing it right but I don't know why uh, this year is, is so late um, right right you know in the season and, you know, I hope it's available right away so we're not, hey, you know, wait four weeks later, five weeks later. Um, but frankly, I'm going to be looking at the, um, the 4A series if that is part of what is going to be coming. So shall we move on to apps? And, you know, talking about apps, um, you know, we, you know, um, we, you know, there are a lot of us, you know, a lot of us, um, you know, um, uh, maybe newcomers, there are things that we take for granted um, that, you know, um, newcomers don't know how to, you know, go about doing those things. And so, you know, we, you know, we need to have these little tips and, uh, you know, uh, app demonstrations if we can. And so with that, I want to talk about something that, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, about file managers um, or, you know, clearing, uh, you know, um, junk 
you know, or you know, storage, you know, clearing storage, and and all of that. But I specifically want to talk about, you know, um, something in in Chrome that you know probably most people are not aware of is the fact that you know uh, Chrome stores uh, these. Uh, you know, sites that you you visited, um, um, and I'm not talking about, you know, cookies and stuff like that, but other things that it stores that are not uh, visible, uh, not visible to, um, you know, file managers. You know, for instance, if I go into, you know, my file manager and I go into Chrome, or if I go to just apps and then I go to, uh, you know, Chrome and I go to storage, and you know I click on clear or whatever I'm not going to be able to see the individual websites that you know are storing stuff so um, there's something in Chrome that is is hidden you have to go through the settings and all of that so I'm gonna demonstrate that and I'm gonna open up um, I hope my that's not too fast guys is it is that no Okay. So, it's fine. So, and I'm using eloquence. You know, sometimes people don't like eloquence. So, should I switch this to something else? Maybe say mm -hmm. a cappella or vocalizer. But uh, use what you're most comfortable with. I say. Okay. So I'm gonna use eloquence this time, and next time I'll use something else. Okay. So I go into my browsers. I tab on Chrome, and then. You know, in Chrome, what we want to do is tap on the um, on the more options on the top right, and then here we want to scroll toward the bottom and find and tap on on settings. So upon tapping on settings, the next area we want to go to. I think it's storage. It's called storage. So I'm going to scroll up, scroll toward the bottom. Site settings. That's what we want. So when we type on uh, site settings, okay, so here's what we find in site settings. And so what we want to go down is called storage toward the bottom. Let, let me scroll up, uh, scroll down and see. Uh, let's see. Where's that thing hiding it? Okay, let me scroll. There we go, storage. So if I tap on storage, that's like the second to the last or third to the last item after one taps on site settings. So the summary is you go through um, tap on more setting I mean more options from the browser then tap on settings then um, tap on sites and then on toward the bottom storage, storage. so now that I tap on storage here is what I have I have so then to the you know um, if I tap on you know no if I tap on, if I tap on, if I, I tap on it, and it, it, it has this uh, side settings, 
and so there's the clear you know this um there's the the clear uh data so i could do that you know um clearing them one by one by tapping on them on each one or toward the bottom this you know um if you all you want to do is clear everything then toward the bottom there's a clear all there's the clear site storage right at the bottom and doing that would clear everything with you know for every site but if what you want to do is just to clear one then you tap on the specific website like so if i tap on that and then you know then then I, I could clear that so that is hidden from our file browsers and the only way you could find it is to go um you know through the steps that i have um uh, indicated and you know to summarize what we did was we launched the browser the chrome and then we tap on the more options on the top right next we tap on settings and then scroll toward the bottom find and tap on site settings and scroll all the way to the bottom i think it's the third to the last item uh, which is called storage and there you'll see all the websites and how much they've accumulated and you can either tap on them one by one and then tap on the clear or uh, you could just you know do the nuclear um, you know uh, you know option and tap on clear uh, storage and it'll clear all of them so that's my little um, you know um, you know little tip for uh, this week and um, you know, uh, you guys, you have something you want to talk about? You can talk about that. If you want to go ahead, Rafi, I will let you go, and then I'll go last. Okay, Rafi, do you want you do you want to um, you have an app you want to show something about, Ravi? Okay, I think what has hap what has happened is that Ravi probably uh has a call and yeah that and so that, he is, so i'll go ahead and mention mine he, real quick his, then. Yeah. Uh, his connection drops out and so if ravi comes back then you know he could and if we don't get him before we close then he could do it next week exactly so the app that i want to mention to people today is an app that I've used for about 16 hours or so. So it's been less than a day. Uh, I discovered it because I'll admit I was kind of a little jealous of people on iOS 13 for a minute. And then I remembered, well, Google's taking good care of us lately. So uh, no need to be jealous. Just go to the Play Store and do a little search. Um, and one of the features that iOS 13 has is the ability to speak to your phone and tell it to do things. And I knew knew uh last year i think it was 
Google mentioned that they were offering this, but I, I didn't know how well it would work. So I went and I did a search for voice access, which is the app that I want to recommend to people today, uh, and installed it. It does become an accessibility service under your settings feature, under your settings app. So you need to go in and enable this feature uh, by going to settings and then down to accessibility and turning the voice access app on. So I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. Uh, and while I'm doing this, uh, one of the things that you can do with voice access is speak to your phone and tell it what you want it to tap on. Now, I guarantee that this is going to drive my wife nuts when I use it all the time because uh, I proceed everything I say with tap. And, uh, you know, it's bad enough she deals with talk back anyways. <laughs> so when you go in and you turn on your voice access... Uh, feature I went too far down. I'm going to go over here to voice access and I'm going to turn voice access on. Now, um, it asked, do you want to give full access to voice access? And of course I do. So I'll do a uh, single finger flick down up and then flick once to the left and that gets me to the allow option. So I'll tap on that. And now the voice access service is enabled. So the way that I do it, I'm going to see if this works on tap home. Yeah. So um, what you have to do is you have to, the very first time you enable it, you have to say something and this is going to set off a lot of devices. So I apologize. Uh, hit the mic mute button on your devices. Uh, so that way you don't, you don't get yours enabled. Hold on. Let me reach over and do that real quick. Okay. So if you say, okay, Google tap home, and uh, you heard a little click, and you probably also heard the Sonos go off in the background saying, that's my favorite thing to do, but that's not the Google <laughs> I was talking to. Now that this is enabled, I can simply say something like, tap home, tap phone, tap phone. And now you heard that little click, and it tapped my phone. Um, and it's listening to everything I say right now, which is kind of a little creepy. But I can also say something like, tap home. Tap home. Open Twitter. Tap new tweet. This is a test tweet for a podcast I'm recording. Hide keyboard. Tap tweet. And I just tweeted that out without having to touch my keyboard or anything. Um, and uh, th that was a very simple process. And with TalkBack, it actually works very nicely. Uh, you didn't hear it uh, probably, but there was a ta uh, very light taptic feedback that I got every time it tapped something or it did something. And then if you don't want the, the phone to listen to you, what I have found is if you just set your phone face down, I have uh, flip to sh on. And so if if I just set my phone face down on the desk, uh, it will put it in silent and I don't have to worry about triggering it. Most of the time I have voice access or voice, I think that's what it's called. Now I forget because it's just one of those features that I have enabled. Uh, I'm going to go see the actual name of it real quick. Yeah, I think it's, it's voice access. 
Yep, voice access. So yeah. most of the time I have voice access disabled, uh, at least since I've been playing with it, because I haven't figured out a way to tell it to stop listening. And, and now that I think about it, that might just be the command to stop yeah, listening. Yeah, I think that's uh, what you do, is tell it to stop listening. Yeah, but it's a great tool. I, I really am, am liking it more and more. I was updating my Facebook with it uh, without having to, to touch my phone. And, you know, if you're a Bluetooth user, it may be something worth using while you're on the go and you know the app that you're trying to interact with and you know what you need to touch to make your tasks happen. So that's my quick app pick. Take a look at it if you're interested. Thanks, Mike. I think that's really, um, you know, to be honest, I, you know, I think I was, you know, I, I got in on the beta and I, I think voice access, um, do I want to say it was introduced in 2017? I want to say so. I, I think, I, I think was, you're correct. I think yeah. it was in 2017 I, or 2016, I, one of those two. Um, and I remember playing with it, but, you know, it has gotten a whole lot better and, you know, listening to you do it now um you know it's just i'm gonna get it back on my phone you know because <laughs> it, it takes google assistant like to a whole new level and you know i i've heard a complaint um, not necessarily a complaint but a a problem that people have had is i don't know how to get that voice how to get to that voice dictate button which is directly above the p um and and some people can't find that but this is a good alternative because if you have voice access enabled as you heard you don't even have to tap dictate once you have the keyboard open um and if for some reason it doesn't automatically open you just say tap in the name of the edit box uh and it will open the keyboard and then anything you say there uh until you pause for a couple of seconds will be dictated automatically into that edit box and then you pause for a few seconds and then you say close keyboard and it will close the keyboard for you and you know this is one of those unsung heroes or you know one of those things that google does that you no one seem to you know talk about or you know give them credit for um you know it's such a beautiful um you know implementation and uh, frankly you know just the things that we take for granted you know you and i you know we're able to use our hands and and things like that now there are numerous people out there that are not able to use their hands and uh you know something like this comes in handy you know just imagine you know, a paraplegic or you know, someone who doesn't have the usage of their hands or something like that. And uh, being able to use this, I think, um, just opens out, you know, opens up, you know, all kinds of doors uh, for such a user. And I, for one, I'm glad we have something like that for other people uh, to use. So uh, thank you so much for, you know, that wonderful uh, demonstration of that no app. problem you know i'm gonna get that app you know play with it again today just, just for <laughs> giggles you know <laughs> hey ravi are you back with us well i think ravi is missing in action and um i'm sorry but i think you know um we would be concluding this uh session of of the podcast for this week um you know, we have some of our members not here today. You know, Nimmer is on a little trip, and our friend Christer um, is uh, at a party getting drunk. And in his words, he's probably going to be as <laughs> drunk as a skunk. So <laughs> now, 
Now, I got to go here because you brought it up. Now, I did say before we started recording, well, that's the best time for people to come in and record a podcast. So, uh, yeah, Krister, next time, join us. <laughs> yes, and, you know, be all you know all over the place. That's a beautiful podcast. And so, um, you know, we ask, uh, ask that people send us, you know, questions to, you know, um, our Gmail address, which is um, uh, ntadpodcast.com at gmail.com I you know I confess I didn't uh, you know look um, look up to see if we have any messages Mike did you look it up I mean any questions no I don't have the password oh, yeah I, I, so I, thought, I did not I, look I, that I up Nimmer sent it to you he- <laughs> he he thought he sent it to me, but he did not. Now, before we conclude, though, Warren, I, I do want to make a quick Android-related announcement. Yes, um, on yes. Monday, the 30th of September at, I'm looking at my calendar, 2.25 uh, p.m. I almost said a.m. That's way too early for me. Yeah. Uh, 2.25 p.m. Eastern, I will be presenting on uh, a show called Kelly and & Co., and it's part of the AMI, or Accessible Media Incorporated, network in Canada. You can listen to it live at ami.ca, and uh, you can also download the podcast the day after it goes live, so on the 31st. Um, And this is part of a new regular segment that I will be presenting, um, pretty much sharing Android access uh, from a blind user's perspective. Uh, The show hosts have, have agreed with me finally, and I'm glad to say that iOS is primarily represented by a blind or visually impaired individuals. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. Apple has done amazing things when it comes to accessibility. But that being said, Google has also done some amazing things that needs to be recognized by the blindness community, in my opinion. Uh, So this, the 30th of September, will be a recap. And then from that point forward, starting on uh, October 14th, the second Monday of every month, you can hear me at the same exact time, 2.25 p.m. Eastern time on the AMI Kelly Co. Show. So just wanted to throw that out there to people if you're interested to hear more about Android and accessibility. That's wonderful, Mike. I I like that. And, you know, I appreciate you doing that. And so, you know, you could post this on our NTAT uh, list, you know, so that people... You know, I, I will you know, do that. You know, the URL, you know, so and and you know, um, you know, I, I, you know, if you shoot me an email with the uh, address, I think I'm gonna put it in the show notes as well. Hey, it sounds like Ravi's back with us, Ravi. Yeah, sorry, the internet was buffering at my side. I think I could hear you discussing about all the things, but I think my <laughs> voice voice was. <laughs> Okay, so you you heard what we were talking about, and basically we were wanting to see if you have any app or any tip of the week that you want to um, talk about. Now, if not, then we'll just have to close the um, the, uh, podcast for today, but so the ball is in your court. Yeah, so before my news, really I'm glad that, uh, you know, like voice access was clearly mentioned because... At first, I enabled it, but I didn't understand anything how to use it. But now I have a concept and a method to use it. So it almost remembers the voice or speech control that we could use in Windows, like uh, open document like that. You know, like it's very interesting. I'll be trying it after this podcast. Uh, Thanks a lot. So after that, yeah, coming to my short uh, news that I want to share with you all. 
we do always remember and you know like give much priority to privacy so whatsapp has recently introduced a new feature i think it was present on uh, ios or something else according to some source i don't know much but recently a new feature of uh, fingerprint lock for specifically whatsapp uh, app was introduced to whatsapp and uh, as a, as far as heard it was released to public some days ago so to enable that feature so apart from device lock recently this uh, fingerprint lock which was uh, provided to whatsapp like it's kind of a great security for our privacy so i'll be giving a short demo on my phone itself how to enable the whatsapp fingerprint you know like lock but maybe my talkback voice may not be heard as i am speaking and using skype on my phone itself but i'll be following the steps and repeating what will be going on screen so first when you open whatsapp as i have already enabled fingerprint it is asking me to confirm it so okay it opens now okay. so when we open whatsapp first we have to tap on more options on the right side right top and then navigate to settings and within that the second option is accounts privacy and security hey uh, ravi uh, i want to yeah. inter interrupt you you know since um you know since mine i'm not on my phone um can i be okay. can i be sure can can you be telling me the steps so i you know people can hear it cuz sometimes people want to hear it so sure sure I'm that's fine i'm going to open up whatsapp and like you said tap on more options on the right right yes exactly and then go to settings that did you say yes okay i got settings and within that the second option is accounts privacy and security tap on yeah. Okay. Yes, that's it. So within that, there is the first option, privacy. So we have to tap on okay. that. Okay, here's privacy. Yes, in that, the last option is fingerprint. Uh, okay, so I'm going to yeah. scroll to the bottom. Yeah, fingerprint lock, the okay. last option is. So, so fingerprint lock yes. disabled, I need to tap on that, right? Yes. And therefore, now that I tap on fingerprint lock, and you know, on the top right, so you know, it right now mine is off, right? And I like yeah. the idea yeah. that says I want to read that again, because I think yes. this is. So. Um, so now, if I tap on it, so that pops up my fingerprint. Um, you know, I didn't know this. Yeah, because you know, I, I seldom use WhatsApp. This is beautiful. So I'm gonna touch yeah. my. Um, there you go. So 
I got this. Yeah. Go ahead, um, uh, Ravi. Thank you so much. But I wanted people to hear it so th they know where to find it, you know, um, you know um, he hearing it being repeated by uh, the screen reader. Yes, thanks a lot for, uh, you know, filling up the gaps because as you said, if people, it, it will be really easy for people to enable it uh, if they hear what's going on, it's fine. So after we enable fingerprint, within that there is an option called, you know, like uh, there are a couple of options in that. We can make some customizations that include we can enable or disable the or change the timings. It locks immediately or after one minute. And uh, I think there are a couple of options like two minutes, 30 minutes. So we can change those options also. Maybe uh, you could continue with uh, like that because people could hear what uh, could be done. Oh, okay. So you want me to let me, let yeah, me go please. back there. Okay, yes. go to. Okay, so I tap there. Automatic. This immediately. So the default is one minute. Yes. Yeah. Ah, so if you want to take the, the privacy to the next level, you could turn this. You could turn those off. Yeah, yeah. that's that's beautiful. I didn't I didn't know that. You know, like I said, I'm not necessarily, um, you know. Uh, uh, you know, WhatsApp user, I mean, I use it, you know, because I, I have, you know, people outside of the U.S. that, that I, you know, um, you know, now and then, you know, make some calls with. But other than that, um, I am not all that much of a WhatsApp user. Yeah, so that, that's beautiful. And so you guys, you know, go ahead and, you know, if you have a fingerprint um, on your phone, this is definitely uh, something to use, you know. Um, if you don't want people, you know, having access to your WhatsApp messages that they don't want to. And, you know, I remember last night we were talking about, uh, you know, on Android, um, you know, um, on the NTAT Skype lounge, you know, um, it was uh, Ravi and I and um, Alejandro. Yeah. I think we talked for like two hours, you know, unbelievable. From 10 to like yes. 11.53 my time. Uh, that was almost two hours there, and we were talking about something that I, you know, I, I call, you know, hide my ass, you know, using, you know, if I don't want someone to hear what I'm doing on my phone, I use something like the East Peak, you know. <laughs> so definitely, you want to hide your ass, use um, the um, WhatsApp fingerprint uh, access. I <laughs> see. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Ravi. So I think we've gone a little bit long on this um, uh, podcast. Yeah. So I think, shall we bring it to a close? There yes. Boy, well, Sounds good. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, again, I'm Warren. I'm Michael. Ravi from India. And keep them um, questions coming through to Antad. Uh, podcast at gmail.com that's a-n-t-a-d p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com and thanks everybody see you next week